you're listening to Fully You Podcast. This podcast is about making you feel good and living a fulfilling, abundant lifestyle. Making a living from living fully you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast. It's been a while, and today I'll be running my very first interview with Deep Mataru. So she is an amazing leader, which I've met recently, and I just wanted to share her story with you. It's an incredibly inspirational story as she is living her sole purpose. She is fulfilling a mission that's aligned with God's will, and it's a truly inspirational story worth listening to. Just a heads up, the sound quality could have been better, and it's a work in progress. So please ignore the little glitches and towards the end it will sound like we talk on top of each other. Please bear with us, this is a work in progress and it will just get better from today onwards. So please do enjoy the content and thank you for listening. So today you'll get an insight on what it is like to live your life purpose and take a leap of faith to get out there and fulfill that higher calling. So welcome, Deep. Hi, hi, Diane. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, so Deep is an author, speaker and writing coach. And after writing her own popular memoir series, A New York Kind of Love, My Secret Journal of a Coke Addict, where she bears all about her double life and of, of addiction, self-harm and depression. After finding her own connection to source, God, she now prepares other conscious and or spiritual writers to birth their own memoirs and personal development books by intuitively channeling both their book concepts and outlines as well as coaching spirit seekers to write and finish their books, she is named Your Spiritual Book Baby Surrogate. So tell us, um, how did you get to uh, discover your, your purpose to write books with people? Can you tell us more about your life story and how this mission came about? Yes. Um, I mean, it's it's quite an unbelievable story me finding you know other people to help fill that void within me but I just found myself I just found myself just one day just waking up and I was I was just at my desk and I remember thinking and looking around and just thinking you know I I just I gained a six-figure job um I'd secured that I've been doing it for a a number of years I was still very young you know, at the time I was, you know, 26 when that first started. Um, and I was, you know, a year or two on, a couple of years on, and I was sitting in New York and I looked around and I just thought, is this all there is to my life? Like, is this all I'm ever going to do? Because I felt like I'd achieved what I thought was going to give me happiness. And I never, I actually honestly didn't think I ever would achieve that. (laughs) It was one of those lofty goals that, you know, six figure business or you know, working in America was ne- was never on, you know, was never on my list of like short-term plans or goals. Um, and then when I had all these things, I had like the designer clothes and just bought myself a, a brand new Chanel purse. This is not to brag, it's not to brag, it's just to show you where my mind was at, what, what I really valued. 
you know, and it was like a, you know, this really expensive Chanel purse and I had, you know, money and I was, I was, I started taking drugs. I started taking drugs to cope with my emotions. So I was doing that like every single morning just to get to work. I was doing cocaine and prescription drugs and, you know, Adderall is, is known as in, in America, um, which is, you know, helps concentration, but it's really diagnosed for people with ADHD. So I was kind of using that, abusing that to keep more focus and to keep going into gaining more. And I just, I just knew that my life had to mean more than this. It just had to mean more, more than this. And that's where, that's where my journey began really was this knowing that there had to be more. Like I was just done. I was just done with the cycle with, with this whole rat race. Yeah. Wow. What a beautiful, interesting story. So the, I think the connection might have cut out for a little moment. So you were living in New York, working in a corporate world. And that's when you realized that uh, something had to change. You weren't feeling fulfilled. And obviously your lifestyle uh, wasn't all that healthy. And I'm sure many people can relate to that. Um, trying to suppress those heavier feelings by um, those instant gratification hits of um, um, euphoric... Um, <laughs> of euphoria through those drugs and things so um and then you just what was that turning point that made you think all right i gotta get out of here like i can't do this anymore i really don't want to do this anymore it doesn't matter how much money i'm making i'm not feeling fulfilled and i gotta do something about it that's a good question and i and i ponder this so much like what was the final what was the final straw And, you know, I'd, I'd missed, I'd missed a promotion basically that, you know, I, I was really good at my job. I was excellent. I was, you know, I was one of the highest achievers, um, anytime I was in my career. Right. And the thing I was struggling with was waking up in the morning. Like it was always a problem for me. Um, and that was holding me back and I don't want to go into too much detail, but essentially I realized that, you know, it wasn't what I wanted anymore. And I was just so unfulfilled because, um, and I'm being really careful here not to, you know, to take full ownership and not, and not own, you know, slander a company or anything. But I, I, I just realized that I just, I'd had enough of chasing money and things. And I felt like quite powerless in that job. Um, and really, and really my, my life had just, just turned into chasing the next big thing, chasing money. And I remember being in a meeting and I remember just feeling really frustrated because I didn't get what I want wanted. Um, I didn't feel like I had a great relationship with my, you know, my supervisor and I was tired of, I guess, being dangled things like a promotion and to make me work harder and faster and not feeling fulfilled with the work that I was doing. And it was quite mm -hmm. an emotional kind of based feeling that, you know, I just, I just knew there was something more to my life, but it was actually, I, you know, I had an interaction with someone and I just felt like, why am I doing this to be, to feel this way in my job? Why am I chasing this money? If, you know, my, my peers don't respect, treat me with respect. So I didn't feel very respected. Um, and I felt like I was just, you know, working for the sake of working. It didn't, there wasn't any meaning in it anymore. Um, mm -hmm. whenever I tried to add value, um, you know, I was quite impatient to be honest, but when I tried to add value, it wasn't really being received and I wasn't able to add the value that I wanted to, to give. It was, but it was one of those moments where it was just building, you know, I just knew there was this inner stirring inside of me that 
deep. You can't live your life like this anymore. Like you are, you're taking drugs to get to actually to start your day. Like you're, that's how much you're struggling right now. You're not functioning like a correct human human being. Like if you have to do that to get through your day, you have to smoke and drink and take drugs just to be able to cope with the stresses of how you feel about your life. It was it was it was never going to end well. I'd, I'd overdosed many times. I was I was really really struggling. Like I was, I was on death's door, and when I realised you know, I had this moment in this meeting and I just thought, you know, what am I doing this for? Honestly, like, what the fuck am I doing? I was just so mad at myself (laughs) for staying in a situation that I could change. And I'd convinced Mm -hmm. myself that I, that I was chained to this job because it had a corporate salary. And how how would I live without that? Right. I I was in a Mm -hmm. whole new country and Mm -hmm. to go back would mean, you know, to me, would mean suicide because I'd, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have failed in everyone's eyes. That's how I saw it. So I stayed in a place where I was really unhappy and unfulfilled just because of the money. And when I realised that, you know, my life is worth way more than this, I start, I started to pray, I started to to connect with God, I started to ask for help, and I started to get answers to all of my questions or, or most of my questions that I had around, you know, what is the purpose of my life? There has to be more than this. Mm-hmm. Wow, amazing. Well, thank you for your uh, honesty and truthfulness. And it seems that, yeah, the, the fear, like a lot of people who are in this situation have that fear of what will others think if I take that leap of faith and get out of here? You know, like we, we fear that judgment from others and we fear also the to disappoint our families to like, yeah, they, they put in so much effort in raising us and and then suddenly we realize we're living their definition of success as opposed to our own. And obviously, no, no money can buy health. So, yeah, it's true. At some point, um, got to look at the facts in the eye and be, okay, what well, am I here to live, to fulfill like my definition of success or someone else's? And I think in that situation where you were in, you may have questioned, well, what is success anyway? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Did you, did, did, is that something where you're like, hang on? Well, obviously, you, you must have if, yes. if you felt like these downloads from God and um, yeah, you just felt called to do something that's that's aligned with who you truly are. And it's so funny because obviously I've, I've met you recently, a few months ago. And the first time I saw you, I was like, wow, who is that woman? You know, you just stood out uh, from the crowd and I was like, wow, this woman is very special. And then we we connected, we had a conversation. And when you downloaded that message for me, that intuitive message, I immediately felt like butterflies and tears in my eyes. And I was like, wow, this woman is onto something. Like she is like, wow, <laughs> that's all I can say. You're simply wow. And yeah, I would have never thought you had such a background. Like I've just heard about it for the first time now. So it's incredible. <laughs> I, I, I just find it really incredible that that huge turning point you've had in your life where you went from living the high life on every you know, sense of the word high mm. <laughs> to living such a conscious, present, aligned life, fulfilling your purpose, living uh, yeah, in alignment with God's will. So that's really special yeah so tell me what um that gift of yours okay okay. do you want to tell us about your amazing gift like i'd be really uh, can you share about that amazing gift um you've been given by god and how you even came to that 
Yeah. So actually, you know, from what you said there, like, it's so true that, um, you know, my version of success was the world, the world, my worldview of the version of success. Like it wasn't in my heart, in my soul. I had this dream since I was nine or 10 years old. Like I knew I was meant to be a writer. Like I just knew it in my core. But whenever the call came, I said no. Like I said no to the university. I said I went to do economics. I said no um, to writing blogs. I start, I would I'd start and I would stop and I'd finish. I said no to publishing the books. I just kept getting the call inside. Like you've, you've got to do this. You've got to do this. You've got to do this. And I knew that call was there. But when I weighed it up, I felt like, how can I give up? How can I give up this career? for something that may not make any money. Like that was the truth or something that somewhere that, where I may not be successful, like the fear that I'm not going to be good mm. enough. I'm not going to be, and that was like, I'm not going to be good enough. That was all I knew. I was like, I know I can do this, this I'm successful at. But if I, if I throw that all away and do what I really want to do, and then I'm not successful, where does that leave me? What does that say about me? So that was huge. Like to overcome that really did take <laughs> divine intervention because I I, mm-hmm. I still struggle with that look I'm I'm not healed in that area like it comes up again and again and again this feeling of oh, I'm just not good enough even though the words will come through me now I still think I'm not good enough um and you know to answer your question like how did I step into this calling well I I just listened and that was my breakthrough when I sat there and I had that meeting you know with my then supervisor and I, and I walked out and I, you know, I was smoking cigarettes and I went out for a cigarette break and I'd been meditating, I'd been praying, I'd been asking God for guidance um, and I didn't really know what that meant. Um, I felt, you know, God was helping me with my addiction and ended up helping me get completely sober and clean. And I'm now, um, you know, sober and clean. Um, I've been off drugs for th- over three years now of alcohol wow. and cigarettes. Yeah, it's no, it's amazing. And I could celebrate you for that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but I couldn't have done it without that internal intuitive guidance from source, from mm-hmm. God, from spirit from Jesus, from mm. angels, from guides, whatever that means to, to you. And when I meditate, I just heard very, very clearly, and it's not always an audible voice. Sometimes it's just a, a feeling or an impression um, or a knowing or a sense. Um, and the more that I became clear in my own self and was able to meditate more and trust more and, and feel my way rather than doing all the time and doing what I want to do, the more I actually sat in that energy of what do you want me to do right now? Like what, how can I be of service? And then I stepped into that calling more and more and more. And um, it wasn't it wasn't easy and it wasn't straightforward. Look, I, I left my job. I left, you know, six big numbers in my bank account. Um, I felt guided. To, I actually felt guided to give away all my money. I gave away about uh, 40,000. I forget the amount now to, um, you know, the church, family, friends, um, an ex-boyfriend, um, people on the street, um, gifts. I gave up, gave out the entire thing, gave up all my possessions. I felt in my spirit, I knew that's what I needed to do. I had no idea where it was gonna lead me. All I know is that I left New York City with nothing except you know, a couple of pairs of pants, <laughs> um, knickers. Um, my, the, literally one pair, of, one like pair of clothing I was wearing, which was the worst outfit you could ever imagine it was like green elephant pants and a kill bill t-shirt <laughs> and a straw hat no makeup no glam you know <laughs> no more hair extensions no more eyelash extensions no more nail extensions like all that stuff was gone and I just had to be me and I had the holy bible in my backpack that is literally all I had wow. and a few pairs of knickers honestly. giving me goosebumps here <laughs> <laughs> and, and no passport nothing I had an empty I cleared everything out 
and that was that was the, that was the beginning of surrender that was the beginning of knowing that there is a, it's, there is a force out there that's bigger than me or you that will take care of you no matter what wow how is it possible that you're sitting in england kent i'm sitting in vienna and you're giving me goosebumps from that far away <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but let's hope that everyone listening is getting goosebumps right now <laughs> yeah totally we're all, all connected and uh, you mentioned something that was that was really special is um, how you want to just give everything away and it's funny because when you're having this job and you're getting this um, big cash coming in every month there's safety net there's revenue there's where you know that no matter what happens that money is going to be there on your bank account that security that foundational money security and then so you keep that job to fulfill that and then suddenly you just want to get rid of it all so what can you say about that? Like, do you feel like it's, it is, it's just freeing not to have anything so you can really surrender to God and be like, okay, I am in your hands now. Like do what you want to do yes. with me. I want to serve you. And I don't want to live for the God of money. I want to live for the God of truth, love, and peace. And then just surrender all those possessions. Like, did you feel like that was part of your hero journey of your self-discovery to just break free from all that sort of false security actually well <laughs> in theory that would have been really good in theory if i had mm -hmm. said yes god i'm ready and just throw it all away that would have been great but that's not how it worked for me you see i okay. I, was, I was very well conditioned that that money was my mm -hmm. was my savior you know mm -hmm. i didn't know that until i started to break the pieces away and i still have elements of that which allow me to trust more when, when i put my faith and trust in the paycheck um, and not in God, and I'm I'm reliant on that person, and that's what's happening. I was reliant on my job to to tell me how I needed to feel about myself mm -hmm. and my worth. And as long as I had that job, as long as I was serving that master, I wasn't mm -hmm. I wasn't able to be myself. I wasn't aligned with my truth. I was making poor moral decisions because I want you know we make decisions. Oh, I've got to keep my job. Oh, I, I've got to work late so I've got to keep my job. Oh no, I can't see my kids this weekend because if I if I do that, I'll I'll lose my job. And we know that these aren't things that we, we know that this isn't what we want in our core, but we do it because oh well, I need the paycheck, I need the money. But when when God is the mm -hmm. when God is the when God is the master, you know, and, and, and to an extent we you know God is I believe that we are both the master and the servant with God. Um, we're we're no longer chasing other people and things and and doing you know whatever needs to be done just 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 to survive. So the letting go mm -hmm. and the surrendering for me has been a three year ongoing process of trusting in the lord like knowing that mm -hmm. the you know money will come in when it's meant to come in the right people come in mm -hmm. when they're meant to come in and if i can if i and if i just know in my core that there is a, there's a wider plan there's a there's a bigger existence than my own and that is mm -hmm. serving me at all times um mm -hmm. that that is that is the key but i i didn't know that then and it took it took a leap of faith, yes, to be able to trust and know that God was going to have my back. But there were moments when I thought, I don't know how you're going to get me out of this, God. Like, I didn't have any money, Deanne. I was lying <laughs> on my sofa, my couch. I wow. had three, four, no, sorry, three, more, three or four more days until my lease was up. I was going to get thrown out of the country because my visa had expired and I'd asked for an extension, but it, I didn't have long. I'd given away all my money, right? Because I felt my spirit guided to, and it was very freeing. 
um, I had no passport. And then I was like praying. And I remember the day because I remember how much I cried. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like, what have I done? God, you have to help me now. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Like, I'm going to go to prison if anything, or I'm going to die on the streets. Like, I just don't know. And um, wow. The, the funny thing, the funny thing was that my, um, I, li- I didn't tell anyone what I was doing, right? People had, had a sense I was, you know, I'd left my job, but I didn't tell anyone that I'd given away all my money. I didn't tell anyone that I didn't have a passport to get home or any way of getting there. I didn't tell anyone that I actually had no food and that I was starving and I hadn't eaten for, for days. Like I didn't tell people that I had like a couple of bottles of water and a bread that lasted me a few days. And, um, you know, this is in New York, right? I could have, could have rang someone, but I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) With your green pants and Kill Bill shirts. Right, exactly. (laughs) And, and my mum rang me and she just said to me, and this was the moment I was, I was literally crying. And this is how the universe works. This is how the universe works through us all. This is, you know, how we all subconsciously connected in our minds. Like we all know what someone else wants. My mum rang me and, and, and she doesn't, often ring me right and she said deep I don't know what it is but something told me this morning that I need to bring you home and she said I've I've booked a flight your dad's coming over we've, we've booked your wow. flight back we're going to come and we're going to sort everything out for you my parents aren't normally they don't normally do this kind of stuff by the way they're not in the habit of rescuing people and definitely they hadn't even been to visit me yet like for them coming across from England to New York and you know while they've got their own stuff going on was crazy and they were like we we, we she was like I just I, I know that I'm meant to come and get you um and she's like I'm sending your dad and we're gonna bring you home and don't worry <laughs> but she just said Amazing. something just said to her that morning that she had to do it she had no idea what I was going through wow so it, it is amazing how God uses different people on your path to support you when you need it the most and I mean I've personally found my journey that there's always abundance, even when you think that you don't have anything, when you open your heart to God, there's always abundance, there's always enough. And even when you have nothing, there's always still someone there to help you. In your situation where your mother came through to support you in that moment of vulnerability, Mm. how was that for a healing journey for you? To receive the help from your mother and also to, uh, to have her reach out to you? It could have been anyone was your mother how was that how was that an important part of of the process to yeah to heal as well from what you've been through yes you said that so well um and we have a healing we have a healing universe like we have a healing god and i didn't know what i needed i i had prayers and i had ideas you know if i had my own way it would just be money 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 you know that's my prayer make me a famous Mm -hmm. writer make me this i didn't know that i needed healing from the inside out and that's what i got and that's what, and you're right. That's what I got through my mum and my dad because at the time I didn't get on with my parents. I was running away. But, you know, people mm-hmm. people who are really successful and achieve loads of stuff have a, have a, do have a tendency to have some wound somewhere that they're trying to run away from, escape. Or I'm not saying everyone, but this has been my experience and understanding. I had been running away mm-hmm. from my parents my my whole life because I felt so unloved by them, so unsupported, um, and I literally would felt you know my family was very strict so I when I left my when I I became so successful because I had a mantra which was I've got to get out of this house I'm not staying here um you know I'm going to do whatever (laughs) I can to be independent so I never have to um live off my parents that that was my that was my that was my goal and I became wildly successful in my career more than any of my peers I just kept moving and that wasn't actually with much effort it was just me being myself 
and um and having I guess that underlying subconscious feeling that I I knew I needed to get out I knew I needed to be successful so I could <laughs> live my life on my own terms and yeah my mum coming through for me you know God had already started working in in the both of us he had invited her over to come and visit me my parents hadn't visited me the whole time I was there you know I was there you know nearly three years and I was very upset about that so it just added to the wound that no one loves me right my own parents couldn't visit me I it hurt so to have my mum mm-hmm. decide to come and visit, and she knew I was being, I was also being baptised, by the way, I, I decided to um, step into a, a Christian faith at the time and be led by spirit and by God that way. And, you know, I found Jesus mm-hmm. and I found the Bible and I found connection and spirit. And it was like when that happened, everything awakened and I started to see my mum differently and I started to see her with love and I started to see my parents with love. And then it opened up the doors for many things. So yeah them coming and rescuing me was just healing that that mother wound to another level just knowing that Mm -hmm. someone actually cared enough about me to step out of their way and say you know deep I'm here for you I'm going to help you I'm not going to judge you and criticize Mm -hmm. you anymore I'm going to just be there for you because that's how I felt in the past I'm not saying that they did judge or criticize it's just how I felt um so I yeah I felt really really supported not just by them but I I knew that God was working through them because I knew there was no other way that they would have done that act. You know, mm-hmm. they'd never come to visit before. It, I, I was the mm-hmm. strong one. And I don't think anyone ever felt they needed to save me. Um, so I knew that, that when she said it, especially when she said it that morning, you know, something told me. And I knew she actually knew God God very well, but she she wasn't necessarily owning that part of it. Um, but she was like, she just knew. Um, and that, to me, it was, it was healing all around. Beautiful. Wow. Well, I also celebrate you for acknowledging the, um, well, that healing process, that healing journey of receiving the help and feeling that healing taking place. Um, it's probably really allowed you to shift out of that uh, hurt, running away, got to you know, do it on my own mindset to moving into, wow, we can rise together mindset and I forgive you mindset. <laughs> so yeah. I celebrate you for making the step because it's easy sometimes to fall into that sort of pattern of feeling uh, like a victim of oh my parents love me da 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 and therefore uh, da 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 but you had the courage to be like okay this is how I felt uh, and God came in and made that happen and I embraced the healing and I thank you for it and now I'm ready for the next part of the journey so you don't you didn't get stuck but you healed and you moved on so that was Mm -hmm. I mean that sounds really um like a big step forward. Yes. <laughs> so I celebrate you for that. Thank you. Yeah. And can you tell us more about, I mean, so you left behind this whole, you left behind this whole career, uh, abundant financial freedom. And then you received this holy anointment, this gift of channeling. Um, mm-hmm us more about that i mean you have the gift of listening but how did you like tell us more about the channeling because that's really incredible yeah the best way i can describe this is um you know in in meditation we have our own thoughts and then we have this other this other voice that comes through that's that's that that's channeled from the universe from source Mm -hmm. from from that higher guidance that intuitive guidance that i call 
God that is I call channeling or I call you know some people can just say oh it's the subconscious and um, well it's the subconscious of every everything and everyone that voice started to become really clear to me very early on you know as, in fact as soon as I accepted God into my life as soon as I said a prayer at, at the church I was at in New York um there was a pastor and I won't go into the detail unless you want me to but as soon as I said a prayer, yeah, I give my life over to Christ. Um, and I said that prayer. I had no idea what it meant, but I knew I meant it. And I knew it meant something special. The second I got off that call, I rang someone I'd met in Nashville. And he's an amazing, amazing singer, Joshua Payne, a wonderful man. Um, and he told me, um, you know, now you need to talk, now you need to connect with God. And I was like, how do I do that? He said, you just, you just sit, you meditate, you just ask and you listen for the first answer that you get. And you know that that is God's guiding you because you can't think that fast and keep doing it, keep doing it. And I thought, okay, well, that sounds really straightforward. As soon as I did that, I got an answer. As soon as I did that, I, I got several more conversations for days and days and days. But, um, and over time, I just, I just listened more. And then over time, it was that, that channeling, that voice, that guidance that was showing me what to do and sharing with me how mm -hmm. I could trust more and showing me places to go and people to meet and how to get there, you know, and that, mm -hmm. that stayed with me ever since, because that's, that's now, you know, I'm, that's, that's my calling. That's my, you call it a gift, but we all have this gift. It's just very, many are chosen, very few accept the call. And that's from Marianne Williamson. She talks about in um, a conscious life workshop. I've just been listening to, and it can be, it can be truer. Because everyone has this access, just do, like do we do we want to accept the call? Um, mm -hmm. You see it show up now as me giving you know intuitive guidance readings. For me, this is a daily thing. I don't I don't get out mm -hmm. of prayer with God. I, I don't mean that to sound arrogant. I mean it to sound you know humbler than it sounds. But what I mean is that I I, I, I that I, that is my source of comfort. That is my um, you know joy. That is how that is how I navigate my life. You know, every morning the first prayer is, hi, God, good morning. You know, what can I do today? How can I be more loving? What do you need from me? What can I do? But it goes it goes more than that. It goes more than me just asking. I, I've got to listen. I've got to listen. Mm -hmm. And that was the only way that this was going to evolve. And, and then what, what happened is um, I, just, I, I don't take initiative myself. Um, you know, this is my spirit that's guiding me. Do this, do this. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done this at all. I wouldn't, I, I, I promise you, I wouldn't have gone out there and said I do intuitive channeling or guidance because, yeah, I'm a little bit scared sometimes of what that might mean to, to other people. Um, mm -hmm. But I trust and I listen and I allow and then the right person comes along. It's not something I can force. I'll just get given, mm -hmm. okay, this is what that person needs. And then I just translate it. Or sometimes I completely set, step out of the way and completely just let you know, the voice of God moves through me and just be still and just allow that the words to come straight, straight through it as they're being guided. Um, doesn't have to make sense to me, but it will always make sense to the other person and um, whether not in that mm -hmm. moment, but at least later on. And I just have to tr just step out of the way, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. I can't say that's how it show up for everybody. I'm not saying everybody's going to have this particular thing that they're going to do, but everyone will have their own their own unique calling that they're meant to step into and it will unfold in the way that they're meant to step into it. Beautiful. I love it. And, and I love it because like, I mean, also one of the, um, one of my latest offers, uh, I got people to um, unlock the kingdom purpose by taking them through hypnosis and they travel through the gateways uh, of the inner kingdom and they connect the Holy spirit to guide them. And so a lot of questions come up in that process where people ask me, well, 
how do I know if I'm listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit? Or how do I know if I'm listening to the voice of fear or hope? Or, you know, like, how would you, someone who's going through this process of connecting to that strong voice, that strong guidance of truth, the voice of truth within us, how would you, as a you know pro channeler, because you definitely you've you've really carved out that gift, you've nurtured it, you do it every day. It's part of your everyday routine. You live in it. You live your gift completely mm-hmm. and fully and wholeheartedly. So you've mastered that gift. How would you um, guide someone who's just stepping into that revelation that they've got that amazing into that amazing voice inside of them guiding them to be at the right place, the right time, the exactly what doing what they have to do yes do you have any yeah tips around that yes okay this is this is a good question um you said that I mastered it well it mastered me I you know I I didn't I didn't do anything but just accept the call and the more I accepted the call I couldn't Mm -hmm. I couldn't ignore the voice it's it's very nagging (laughs) it's very nag. people will say to me now I will answer your question people will say to me you know, when I'm struggling with something that God is telling me to do or sharing with me, you need to speak to that person. You need to, you need to sign up for that podcast or you need to go on that course. And I'm like, I can't do it. God, I can't do it. Like there's too much. I'm too scared. I'm afraid. Like, what does it mean? I don't have the money yet. And people say to me like, you don't have to listen to God. You know, you can do your own thing. I'm like, yeah, I know. But I also know that when I did my own thing, guess what happened? I was in New York City taking drugs out of my mind, depressed and suicidal all the time. (laughs) I did not know what I was doing. And I definitely wasn't living my calling or my purpose. So mm-hmm. I, it's, it's having the bravery and the courage to actually think, think about what you're doing and whether or not it's actually in your highest alignment or not, or whether it's something else, something that you're afraid to do. Um, but you will know, you will know. Okay. But the best, the only way you're really going to know is, is when you start accepting that call more and more and more and listening, we all know it. Um, and I don't mean like rationalizing what's right and wrong, because sometimes I think, you know, I think what I'm doing is wrong, right? I'm sure, you know, Rosa Parks thought what she was doing was wrong, she, you know, breaking the law, you know, going on a, you know, a, a, a bus and, you know, sitting where she's sitting, for example, you know, that they were breaking the law. It was wrong to do what she was doing, you know, but the rules were, were made to be broken in some cases. So, so we have to actually re- re- release our own rational logic and judgment, which is the hardest part, because there are times mm-hmm. when I feel called to share something and I think, I could go to prison for this or I could die for this, you know, you're not, you're not meant to take drugs while doing your job. And that can be, you know, right. That can be invite also, I'm not inviting any of that stuff in by the way, but you know, these are the things that would go through my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that um, are blocks to us allowing it in are blocks to us really, really, mm-hmm. really, really trusting. Um, mm-hmm. And you and and you, but you will know because when you're being called for something, it does it doesn't stop. It's going to continually be nagging at you from the inside until you accept that calling or, um, mm-hmm. or however it's showing up. So you you have to have the courage to say, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna actually put my faith and trust in the universe, in in spirit, in wherever I feel guided, and I'm gonna do this thing. But you know, we don't have a punishing god we don't have a punishing universe if you get it if you get it off and you like you were probably meant to right and you you will be it took me 20 i don't know if it's yeah 20 20 something 20 something 20 something years to actually 
go into writing and the call didn't stop I didn't get smacked over the head and they didn't say well we're never going to let you be a book writer ever now because you didn't listen <laughs> so it, mm -hmm. it's, it is I believe it's designed in a way that you can never ever miss your calling um, and, and perhaps this is just the activation that you need mm -hmm. wow I love it thank you for sharing yeah I, f I find out when you work with God when God teaches us it's like there's this different like actually my pastor was saying this yesterday it's so funny he was talking about how when we go through school you know we get pushed through grade one to all the way to grade two three four five six seven eight however many grades there are and then when you work with god if you don't qualify the grade one the first level then you'll keep getting tested again and again and again and again until you move on to step two right so it's the same mm -hmm. with that calling if if God calls you to do something and yeah, you don't want to do it, it's fine. You know, you just say, well, it's okay. I don't feel like doing it right now. You know, I'm not, not ready to get out of my comfort zone just yet. It's so cozy and toasty here. I don't want to get out of there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, sure. You know, just keep doing what you want to do. It doesn't matter. I'm not here to punish you right now. You know, I mean, it's not my job. So then the person goes about doing their life, does their thing a year later same cycle happens same pattern gets repeated and then you go back to god why me why that why this and then god's like do this and then it's like but oh you told me that last year too <laughs> yeah you got the same message coming back over and over again until you actually just take that step leap of faith and do it and it's and then you get there and as you do it i find that you get this amazing faith this power coming from wow from god probably it is like mm -hmm. a wave of energy and this clarity and it's it i find that walking the path of god and following that voice from within it's like walking on the path and then you get guided to go up the hill and as you and you don't really know where you're going yet but you just yeah have with the faith you walk up and as you get around the bend you see the lookout and then suddenly it all makes sense but you need the faith Mm -hmm. in hearing calling and taking the step and walking that path even if you don't see the result right away otherwise it wouldn't be faith right so it's this mm -hmm. yeah yeah and, and sometimes you yeah. sometimes you get to the top of the mountain or you think you're at the top of the mountain and and all you get all you get is the view and <laughs> and sometimes you know, um, I had this idea that if I listened to God, I'm, I was going to be famous and I was going to have millions of pounds. Honestly, this is where my head was at. And 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 I had promises from my spirit that, that, that look, we are we are leading you there. And I, in my mind, I thought, well, if I follow this, I'm going to get this at the end of it. So this idea that I'm going to get a reward was very mm -hmm. much in my psyche at the start. It was like, well, if I do this, what God's saying, then I'm going I'm to get a reward from this. Now I published my book mm -hmm. series and I didn't make, I didn't make a million pounds. I was devastated. I was like, well, hang on a second, God, I, I took the courage to share the ugliest parts of me in a public platform. Mm -hmm. And you mean, I didn't, I didn't get reward. I didn't get anything for that. Um, <laughs> and you know, it, 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 it goes a lot like this, like I did that and I did that and, 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 and what, you know, and I think that this idea that we're going to suddenly be rewarded there are you know, we get rewarded in our spirit like we, we step stronger into faith and it's not about the outcome it's about um it's never about the outcome but the out i found the outcome always does come like god had if you if mm -hmm. you felt that in your 
but sometimes you take a leap of faith and I've questioned myself and people have questioned me and said well God told you to do mm-hmm. that and look what happened um you know it didn't it didn't turn out the way you wanted did it deep mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and then actually thinking mm-hmm. well why did, yeah, yeah, why yeah. did God meet, get me to meet that person why did I enter into that relationship if he wasn't the one why did I feel like you know I, I gave a part mm-hmm. of myself away when mm-hmm. I didn't need to but we don't know where it's we don't know where it's leading mm-hmm. and it and the idea is that we, we continue mm-hmm. going and this stops people well it didn't work for me last time so why should I listen again you know, why, why should I step into faith? It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to do it next time because I didn't, it, it mm-hmm. didn't feel good. You know, it didn't feel good to be publicly re- ridiculed about my addiction mm-hmm. or, you know, that I spoke about. It didn't feel good, God. Like, I'm, I don't want to put myself in that place again. And in those moments, it's when we have to remind ourselves mm-hmm. and remember and trust in your own, in your own faith, in your own spirit and where you're guided that there was a purpose for everything and not to be, not to feel discouraged mm-hmm when you don't feel like things actually turned out the way that you mm-hmm. had, would have liked. Mm. Yes. Mm. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. And there's also this amazing verse in the Bible that says, um, and the treasures on earth, um, eventually they fade, but the treasures in heaven last forever. And something around mm-hmm. the treasures are where your heart is. So if your heart's with God, then that's pretty much the reward anyway, that peace, that trust, that, knowing that you're always held and there's abundance in that journey and and it's exciting I've, you know as i mean i don't like getting i never get bored thankfully um but i find work walking with god yeah. like you just never get bored ever because it's this full life full of surprises and yes yeah, some it's, it's learning as well and it's saying okay well you know we learn we make mistakes oh wait they're not mistakes they're just yeah, yeah. we just learn and then we get better yeah, yeah. Okay. And would you say that, like, looking back at your life journey where you've moved from corporate to now letting go of all that, moving into your gift, serving your, your higher calling, which is to help um, people write their story? So, I mean, this, this is huge um, healing part in writing your story. And when people write their life story, they get to look back in time and look at um, what they've been through, they get to change the story around a bit, even if they need to uh, feel better about it, or they can just say as it is and learn to accept what is and what was and own it and see what they've made out of it. So there's this uh, there's this huge part of reflection, which is super healing, which helps us come into acceptance, mm-hmm. into forgiveness, into growth as well. It's like growing out of the slums and a lotus flower comes out of muddy waters the same a bit with our life stories sometimes we go into dark places to come back into the light and just writing that story opens us up to gratitude and then we see the miracles of life and then we see the love and the joy all around and the people who've been there on the path with Mm us can you comment on that healing process that people go through when they write their story and you helping them do that by channeling the words that then you know maybe they need yeah. to say or hear or can you tell us more about the process that well, everybody's book's going to be different um and i'm guided intuitively to to activate whatever they need for their calling so there could be a wide variety of types of books that people may write to help and i i believe i'm purposed in the area of helping others in you know industries like mental health their purpose aligning with their higher calling you know conscious or spirit conscious and spiritual all spiritual 
kinds of walks of life that are really going to help other people to feel that they're not alone um and to really understand that they are that, that they're never alone with what they're going through and then whatever comes out of that is is a, a gift for the, the reader for the audience um it's it's healing for it's healing for mm -hmm. them really more than it is is for you like is it, i acknowledge that there is the healing part of the story but i think the healing actually is is what and what i'm being guided to say right now is is the, is the giving that healing to others because I'm going to give you an example of a post I just put out and um, I'm not going to share it what it was but it was when I was channeled that writing it was my true story so it existed within me I was guided to write about it now I would never write I wouldn't even tell a friend about this embarrassing story for myself like I was so ashamed <laughs> to share this part of me um let alone in a book like I hadn't even spoken the words out loud yet to someone that's how embarrassed I was I couldn't write it in a book and then when I felt you know intuitively from God like you've got to write this deep you've got to write about these ugly parts of yourself that you hate that the things that you're most ashamed about because and I didn't know this at the time I didn't know this at the time that was what the world most needed to hear and they needed to hear that they weren't alone they needed to hear that there was somebody else out there because I believe you're on this podcast because you're going to have a higher calling right if you're listening to this after the fact you you're here for a higher calling your calling is to serve god and the god is god is everybody like god is is everybody in the universe as well right so you're our serving our serving is serving our purpose to serve others in some way because you know again as marianne williamson says you can't you can't get to heaven without taking someone else with you and it's so true i thought god was the answer then i realized that it was everybody with me everybody has to come with me if i'm if i'm if i just have faith and I have no heart, if I do, if I have no love, I, I achieve nothing. If I just have success, but I didn't learn to love, I achieved nothing. If I learned how to fill my own cup, but I, I didn't help someone, like serve someone else or love someone else, I achieved nothing. And what I learned was that the act of, of sharing these, whatever story you're called to share, because it's probably going to be quite uncomfortable <laughs> to be able to put this stuff out there, the real, the stuff that, you know, God is calling you to write. Mm -hmm. for me for me it was the uncomfortable stuff yes. the stuff I was ashamed about I didn't want to talk about self-harm I didn't want to talk about drugs I didn't want to tell people that I had sex I didn't want to tell people that I had you know um vaginal discharge which was my today post or things like that you know things I hate talking about and definitely not in a public way but that's what the world needed to heal mm -hmm. and you know what the world the world really needs healing right now because there are so many suicides there are so many people who are just, you know, giving up, mm -hmm. myself included. But I was one of, the, I, I can still become one of those people. Like I can go through those motions myself. So, um, I believe that it was, it's all because it's serving a greater purpose beyond myself. You know, a purpose of love, a purpose, and that sometimes that's love for me too, right? I'm not, I'm not discounted in that. But I think when you accept the calling. It's you know I think that can sometimes have a re religious connotation. So I'm not I'm not obsessed with how it's how it presents in like terminology. But once we say you know what I'm going to live my life that's divinely or higher purposed, I'm gonna I'm gonna step into that. Then we start getting the nudges mm -hmm. and the pulls and the impulses or the guidance or the words and the intuitive knowings. Then you know like as tough as it's going to get, you know like I, I know I'm praying for the highest good right now. I know that that's all that's going to come out of me. So as long as I keep pressing and leaning into that and having faith like I know I'm in the right place so how how do, how do I help people 
This is wow. a really good question because <laughs> it happens in different ways. Um, for for example, um, I have an intuitive reading session coming up this weekend, and I have no idea how I'm going to do pull off what God wants me to pull off. Right? What happens is when someone steps into faith in any area and says, "I'm going to accept the calling to go and do that thing or go to see that person," I get an intuitive knowing either at the session and usually it's at the session of exactly what that person needs to hear and I am not privy or need to know what that means to them but I just get given okay this is what you need to tell this person and often it would define my own logic of what I would think I would want that person to do so in my mind I would think okay this person needs to write their book I'm going to look at their past history and I'm going to decide what their passions are and I'm going to birth you know the story for them no 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 no. as soon as that person comes to me I'll just hear the word like this person's writing a book about this deep. It's about sexual abuse. This is where you need to take them. This is where you need to guide them. This is what they need to. But and then and then sometimes there's a struggle. <laughs> we have a struggle sometimes. And then eventually, when that person's ready and activated, they will they will step mm-hmm. into that calling that they're, they're meant to, and I'm meant to, and it's it's supposed to be as it's supposed to be. So it's different for everybody. The best way I can describe it is it becomes like a container for both of us, for both me and the other person. Meaning they also get activated too. And they, in workshops that I've run in the past, um, and I, I think I may continue to run them, I'm not sure yet where I'm feeling guided, but they would also receive the download in that moment, like, oh my gosh, this has just come to me. They would say, I had no idea before I came to you deep. Now I know exactly what the book's about. I know exactly what it's meant to be. Because when we ask for something in, intuitively, the person who, we just, we just, the person who's meant, who steps into that calling is the person that we end up going to see right so it just gets activated for the two of us so it's all about you having faith and taking action based on what your soul is aligning you to do and as soon as you can do that me or the other person will intuitively be guided okay this is what that person needs and it's never about me ever it's never about me and my ideas about what's going to be right for that person because I don't know I just have to step out of the way that's my job well that's my my my, my calling amazing amazing purpose you share with the world and amazing gifts you've cultivated mm-hmm. along the way of doing that. I don't see it as a gift. <laughs> Whenever someone says that, I think, oh and, my gosh, it's not a gift. But it, you're right, it is a gift. It's a gift from God. It was gifted through my through my body, through my vessel. Yeah, but it's also the gift of self-belief, that yeah. you believe in the voice. I mean, that you believe in that guidance, that you believe. I mean, it's a lot of self-belief because a lot of people hear it and they just suppress it. They're like, no, 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 this is not it. It can't be because they don't believe in themselves enough. But you've done that healing. You've surrendered to God. So you know that whatever comes through is 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 God so it's not this you don't have this identity yeah. crisis of saying is it me is it not you know you, you like just yeah be God and then I don't don't have to get in the way of it mm-hmm. I've got a couple of, I've got so many questions for you but I've got um just a couple more so for people who for example want to write their book okay and they've went through trauma and they feel scared to get naked in front of the world and talk about it you know like even sexual abuse or something there's a lot of guilt around that and women wouldn't want to talk about it. You know, it's something that you don't want even your family to know or to read about because it's too embarrassing or it's how do you, how, what can you say like about that? Like how have your clients overcome that fear of showing up vulnerably and putting it all out there? Like, yes, I'm going to give you my experience and example I'm feeling guided to share. I had to write the toughest part in my book, which was I had to write about my attempted suicide, age 27. 
and I had to write in great detail. I felt that was my soul was guiding me. Now I, I can churn out about use the word churn, but it's it's like that. I can I can probably do several thousand words in a day. Um, but that day I didn't even get a sentence and I stared at the screen for about eight hours and that went on for that week and I had a deadline. I had a deadline for the book. It was going on pre-order on, on Amazon Prime on Kindle, sorry, KDP. And I and I was like, oh, you know, I, I don't want to go there, God. I don't want to go there. Like I, I couldn't even go there myself, let alone write it because it was so painful to re-experience the shame that I felt about what I did and how it had impacted me. Like I just couldn't, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't actually, I couldn't actually get the words out to say to the world. I was so afraid of judgment and my own judgment about what I did and actually having to write down blow by blow. You know, in my mind, I thought, how can I write about this? It's very triggering. I thought, you know, I know the rules around you know, what you should share and what you shouldn't share about mental health. Like I've, I've done a few courses, right? And I was like, this is this is some level of bad God, right? Um, You know, I, I was like, I could really hurt someone if I do this. Like I could, me sharing my method of suicide, I knew that was a trigger. I knew that was, that was, an, that was gonna be an issue. And I was so afraid, um, not only sharing it, but also that someone on the other side of that might kill themselves. Like I was terrified, Deanne, I was so scared. Um. But I knew that one, I wasn't going to get past mm. this page because I, I, I knew that spirit was guiding me. Like you're going to write this deep, um, and it was one, one step at a time. Because when, once you get the idea, once you get the knowing, it's like God will work with you. Spirit will work with you to help you to overcome that obstacle, that hurdle, or you'll be guided to a workshop. You know, I did a few workshops too that helped me bring this out. Um, it was like a you know a writing workshop to help you hone your your speaker voice, and I I felt guided to talk about this, so it meant I had to go through the story and I had to share it on a public platform in front of, um like nine or ten different strangers, might be more than that, and I had to stand up and tell and we all told a story right, mine was about how I t- tried to kill myself and why I did it, um and it was you know quite quite a graphic story and I think I traumatized probably the entire group <laughs> for a long time after that. Um, but your spirit will guide you to, to, to the next step. And your job is really just to listen and just to step out the way and just be really in tune with, especially if you're becoming more in your feminine, like being really in tune with the guidance that you're receiving. And look, it took a long time to write that section, but mm-hmm. I, I knew that I, I had to. I didn't need to force it because my spirit was already doing enough of that for me. Um, but it's just the act of faith of just sitting in front of there and listening. And the more you do this, you know, I still get it, but but now I've kind of like understood. I'm like, look, if I act fast on this and I don't sit around anymore, like it'll make it less painful for the two of us, right? <laughs> for all of us. And I'm also trusting more that I just need to act. Mm-hmm. And when I and I, now now if I get something come through, I'm like, you got to write about this deep. I'm gonna sit on it for a little while. Like I don't want to tell everybody how I, you know, wet my pants. That hasn't come up yet. Oh gosh, now I've said it. Um, like, I'm probably going to write about it, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> <laughs> that had that true story that happened. I didn't work myself. I was I was twenty, not twenty. I was eighteen at the time. I'm so embarrassed. But um, there you go. I've said it. Right. So that I felt cool to say that I did it. I went to bed <laughs> with my with my boyfriend in the bed at the same time. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, wow. I didn't okay. even about that. But then, but, oh, but the more that you do it, the more that you try. And, <laughs> Yes, yes. Authenticity and you're not warning. gonna get you're not gonna get the huge stuff first. Mm. Like I don't believe that's the case. Look, the, the stuff that came up first was like, oh, let's talk about let's talk about God or let's talk about um that relationship. And then eventually 
Hello, hello. I think we somehow um, got cut. Oh, hi, I can hear you now. Okay, good. No, I think we got cut for a couple of minutes. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we need 6G now. Come on, everybody, bring out 6G because 5G <laughs> ain't good enough. We didn't hear some part of the story, unfortunately. Um, you left off where you were talking about um, something around vulnerability. That's okay. Yeah, so yes, yes. I, I, I went Sorry. there, just did not go in the story. I was <laughs> I, I was eighteen with my boyfriend at the time. You know, I don't sleep with my boyfriends anymore, but <laughs> I had an accident in the night. Um and the purpose of that story was that, you know, you will you will get you will get you you'll start off uh you know, you will start off with something small, most likely. It's unlikely that you're gonna write a book and you're gonna start with sexual abuse, you're gonna start with something awful and traumatic. You're gonna build you're gonna build up to it. Um, you know, especially if you're intuitive mm -hmm. or channeled writing. Mine I started by just writing about, you know, mm -hmm. the dog or like the, about my relationship with God. And then the more I started to write, the words just came flowing through. Um and the most important thing is 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 you know, I wrote mm -hmm. this book called on the fence is now it's now published it's on the fence it's another memoir series it's the prequel to the one that you shared a new york kind of love and i wrote this several years ago because at the time um, i felt like i needed to write my story um and i must have been i don't know 25 or something and it was i did a 50,000 day words in a, a 30 day sprint for nano revo and i got it all out because I didn't have any expectation on, oh. on where it was going. I didn't have any idea about where it was going. I just knew that I was, just, I had a target and a deadline and I just wrote everything I could to, to fit the word count. And I, I, ne I, I vowed never to look at it again because I couldn't go there anymore. You know, I put my music on, I'd stayed up all night for several nights just to get it done. Mm -hmm. And then I thought I can never, ever look at that again. I was just, it was just too much. And then I left it. And you know, when, when you're meant to write a book, you will write the book and several years passed and I went to New York forgot mm -hmm. about the book you know didn't worry about it you know I said I left New York with just what I was wearing and that was true but I can't remember the exact point in time but at some point my laptop my really old laptop must have been in my apartment and I and I must have felt some kind of pull that I wasn't meant to leave it there and I think it was either my ex had delivered it to my mum when she went to visit or something and had found it I can't remember the exact story and she brought it back for me this old laptop, right, that I hadn't seen for years. I'd actually given everything away. I didn't have my Mac anymore or anything. And then when the time was right, I felt this inner knowing. Oh my gosh, look on the laptop, Dee. You probably still have your old book on there. And I went back to the book. And again, I couldn't look at it. And this will happen. Like, if you're meant to put it in a drawer, you will. Like, I couldn't even look at it. I was I just so traumatized by the words and the, the whole feeling around it. But you're, you know, God will guide you. And I felt I had to read the book and then I published it without any thought around anything. You know, imperfect action is something I, I'm feeling called to say. I didn't get an editor for that book. I didn't proofread it. Um, I didn't do anything but just do exactly what God said. And that was, you know, I rewrote it the words I, in the way that I felt guided um, and just put it straight out there and didn't think about it. Um, because it's going to do, it's going to do what it's going to, it's going to do. And the, it's the fear that stops us from going forward but if you know if you're going to force something I, I don't mm -hmm. I don't advise you do that I, you know trust in your guidance like I wasn't meant to publish the book then like what would have happened to me if I published it then I probably wouldn't have been able to, to cope with people reading it at the time because I didn't have I didn't have my spirit I didn't like you said I didn't believe in mm -hmm. myself but now I have the courage to follow through I have the strength 
to deal with people's criticisms. I have the strength to be able to say, um, this is my story and you can take it or leave it or, you know, and it's going to, it will come out at the right time. Well, thank you for sharing. And if someone's sitting out there listening to this and feeling called to write this story, uh, what is the process? So they engage, they contact you on social, on Facebook, and then, and then you, you ask them what the story is about, like you guide them through the process. And then how long does it take for them from the moment they meet you? It's to obviously have different book for everyone, depending on how strongly you feel guided to do this. Um, at the moment, I'm doing a writing sprint, um, mm -hmm. for lack of a better word. I don't have my copy with me, typical, um, and, but I wasn't meant to. So within six months, you'll have you'll have finished your manuscript, and that is the that is the promise. That is the promise I've been given by God for everyone who enters on that sprint. Um, and you can reach out to me on Facebook, however you feel called. Um, you can find me on social media. You can message me. You can find my website. Anywhere you feel called to reach out to me. Um, and you and yeah, you'll have six months to write the book and. God will create that container for us and I hold the space in the way I'm guided and for you, for you guys, I'm, I'm doing the sprint. And you don't need to have your idea ready. You just have to have a knowingness and a willingness and an eagerness um, that, that you know you're meant to, you're on some level meant to be in, interacting with me and then we leave the rest of that up to God. So, but my, yeah, my promise is that we will be finished, Beautiful. every single person on that mastermind will be finished in, in six months with their finished drafted completed manuscript um and anything else we you know surrender up there are also one-on-one -on -one options if anyone wants to go through that again i feel very guided that it has to be within six months because um most people myself included will spend years on writing their book and that is fine when it's the right time for you but for the people who are actually meant to work with me this year particularly this isn't this isn't an evergreen um an announcement because every year brings a new challenge or a new experience for I'm sure everyone who's listening right but at this point in time it's for mm -hmm. you if you have this idea that you know that you're meant mm -hmm. to write it and just reach out to me and we let we let it go where it goes yeah beautiful well each have a story to tell so I think the world needs to hear them and yeah share share voices share what's in our hearts and I think this is an amazing an amazing way to do it um and to be guided to do it because when you alone you're like okay i'll do it one day and then you start doubting is that good enough who cares about that part of my story it's not worth anything but then having someone by your side who's like no no no, this is the goal like this is a nugget put it in there and then you're like really this is important to you does it mean anything to you i think that kind of support is definitely uh, valuable especially if you're getting into the writing and you have a wild story to tell and just having someone by your side to do it, I think is, is super valuable. Yes. And I think in time amen, I wrote a book amen. with you too. Amen to that. But the reason, the reason it's, yeah, and the, and the reason it has to be within six well, months. Well, yeah, I have calling, yeah, look, for sure. There are people at the moment who need to hear this stuff and there are people that have the experience that is, is being desperately asked for and time is of the essence here that's what i'm feeling mm -hmm. time is of the essence so there are people who absolutely mm -hmm. must get this done mm -hmm. and that's when they get activated to get it done and i am you know i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure and help and guide that person so it's done in the right way 
in the right time in a way that feels congruent and is aligned with their soul's path. Amazing. And, and I mean, you've mentioned time a few times and <laughs> time is a big time concept. Uh, time is abstract. The thing is, um, you know, when you get those messages, those downloads from God and, uh, you know, it tells you to do this or that, or you feel drawn to do something or there's a revelation. I mean, time is quite abstract. Like God has his own timing. And so he'll promise you something. But then the timing is so like we don't know God's time because in his world, in his unique, in his way of doing things, uh, it's like, you know, mm. as kids, we want to control them and control God and be like, I want it now. And then God's like, there's no shortcuts. You know, you got to walk the path. And so that's mm. the thing. So what can you say about time and God's time yeah, and so, our time? I mean, and all I need to know all that is stuff. that if God says this is going to be done in this time, I've got to, that's my intention. <laughs> that is my focus because, but it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean it's going to okay. happen that way. Mm-hmm. For example, I, you know, like I, I'm psychic intuitive, right? Mm-hmm. For many things, not just book writing. And people come to me for all sorts of business readings and card readings and, uh, you know, guidance. Someone I knew was, um, I just knew was getting pregnant. Right? I just knew it. And I was like, I didn't even want this information because I knew that, you know, this person would probably be like, would you just leave me alone? I'm, you know, I've already got a kid kind of thing. And um, I and I said, look, you know, God is telling me <laughs> you're going to have a baby soon, another baby. And, and and this is the timing I've been given. And it was wow. a specific date and a, and a time. I was like, look, it's, it's, and it was actually a date last year. Um, I think it was in June last year. And, you know, I don't know why I needed to be given that personal information, right? They didn't get pregnant at that time, but I, I believe I was there to plant the seed. And it was funny because, you know, if you're a vessel, it gets activated through, through many of you. So someone else I knew who's very close to me and close to that person also got the same. They had a dream about it. So we were conspiring like, oh, my gosh, this is so going to happen. This is, and we both got the same time, right? <laughs> so we were both like, oh, my gosh, we have to tell this person. Um didn't happen amazing and we both sat there thinking oh god what was what was god doing to us then that person obviously needed to be activated whether or not this i know this person well they they tend to activate a lot of free will (laughs) a lot of free will um however the timing was Mm -hmm. the following year at about the same time so it'll be around this year that it'll be that they birthed in july or august but the timing is not down to me my job is to, to step into the um but you're at you know there is mm-hmm. no time time can bend I don't know about the I don't really know about mm-hmm. the rules around that but all I know is is that from what I've learned from my own arrogance and my own humility now is that if God says this has got to be done in this time you do it and then sometimes it doesn't it doesn't work out that way or it's a year yeah. later or it, it was just meant to activate something within them mm-hmm. to move them ahead I'll give you one example about because mm-hmm. time is a good one around books. Mm-hmm. I've been guided to write this mm-hmm. book on addiction for I think it's been two years now. I've been on courses. I've paid a lot, you know, thousands of pounds to get this book out there. I've written that book five or six times. I've rewritten it, and honestly, it's the but the timing <laughs> that I was given was last year for it to be birthed. And I thought, why didn't we publish the book last year? You know, I had a lot of resistance to work through. I also wasn't fully ready. But what that book was doing was that was birthing within me my ability to serve others through the writing of that book because I had to become clear on how I do what I do so I could share it in a way that other people can understand. Because what was happening was that people needed to hear it in a new way 
and I and I I needed that message to come through me but God isn't mm-hmm. always going to just land the exact message it's going to grow you at the same time it's going to heal you at the same time so it was a purpose of me being able to really grasp that first before I would go out there and say I'm the expert because it needed to grow through me mm-hmm. and I needed to teach it I needed to learn it myself I needed to practice it um so it didn't it didn't come in the timing that I thought it was meant to but now I understand looking back why it had to be done that way mm-hmm. amazing well I guess with all your experience now you're able to really hold space for those offers to those up and coming offers to really make they have a framework that's necessary and the time management to actually get it done and be guided and have the support they need to um, get their voice out there so I, f- I find it interesting to see how Mm. this spirituality and business mix and yeah how you know timing money all that comes in 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 the play as well because it's all energy at the end of the day and i mean we need to trust we need to do what we're told as we're told and not question too much and just stay in that faith and that acceptance that whatever is is yeah that that in itself would be a whole other show that i think would be really (laughs) worthwhile too you know going because i've i've been learning (laughs) how how we align spiritually in 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 the business world as a female as well as or as someone in their feminine because we are meant to draw in some of the feminine elements that are really lacking in the business world and that's what i felt my calling has been you'll find that I'm not very masculine in a lot of areas of business um and I'm not meant to be I'm I'm softer I'm more you know because that's how I'm being guided because that's Mm -hmm. what's needed right now I'm seeing what's needed and it it needs to be less um more about building relationships with people and you know rather than you Mm -hmm. know the bottom line and really nurturing people along the way and having no attachment or any ideas about what this has to be when you're working with a client or with whatever your service is so I would I think that would be a really good one to talk about another time mm-hmm. amazing I'd love that well I hope we'll have you on on another show <laughs> yeah well you brought us from goosebumps mm-hmm. to tears and laughter so it's been great to to have you on the show thank you so much for for sharing all of your heart your gifts your purpose your mission it's been so inspiring to to talk to you and insightful and definitely given me that mm. that extra nudge. Now is the time to write your book. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, it Do will it. come through you. And it I'm will like, come through I'm you. We'll join my course because you won't you won't need a huge amount of time, but I I'll, I'll explain to you how we yeah, how we manage that for you. Last question: Did you feel drawn oh, to doing yes, any do live one. demo? Okay. <sighs> Well, you guide me. Okay. I have no idea so, how this works. Um, so tell me about through that. And so what I'm doing, I'm just going to explain to you my process. So you've asked the question. I have had no idea what's going to come through me, and then I just pause, and I just say, "Okay, God, what does this? What, what does this person need?" Sometimes it all comes just straight through, um, and then I hear and I wait for the vibration of the question that I'm being asked to, to give you, and that's going to activate something within you. So the question I'm being given is. Mm-hmm. Okay, simple one. What is it that you have done that made such a huge impact in your life that you know that other people need to hear about? Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say I believed in myself by allowing God to step in to my life. 
and um, what would you share to someone design. who was just starting out on their journey um and they maybe they're a corporate professional and they need to take that leap of faith um and they're scared about what you know the vision that they can see feel for themselves and they don't know how to step into their calling what's like the five second kind of um if you have a a if there's something within you that doesn't feel right then question what it is and go for the decision that gives you butterflies in your tummy when you get that adrenaline rush going through every cell of your being and it's dancing with love joy and excitement that's that barometer of being on the edge of your comfort zone and stepping out and then knowing you can step back in if you need to but to stay in like with God, you are in that comfort zone. Like this is your comfort zone, and then just with Him uh, expand your mm-hmm. your yeah your comfort zone, and <laughs> just take a leap of faith. I just say, look, this is what I I feel drawn to do this. Uh, what do you think? And then yeah, just answer, listen to the answer, and then pray for God to be with you as you walk that path, and then yeah just open your eyes to the little miracles all around the people guiding you along the way okay and now give the me connections the five easy on this steps on a really amazing. high level that you would take that person through say from where they are right now so they've just left it so they're in their career they're actually still in their career thinking about leaving they know they've got a pull to go five very simple steps that you feel would be best for that person mm-hmm. you don't have to go into detail but just step because I feel like you went into a lot of detail there, but what would those be? Just take some time out um, and to really connect to who they are, their true essence, and be like, okay, what is it that I'm here for? And then just feel the answer and then just take that first step forwards, trusting that the rest will unravel as it needs to, knowing that you are guided. So the first step would be to take time out and turn your heart to God and be like, what do you want me to do? Two would be to listen and see how that sits with you. What is it? Like, what's the next step you can take to fulfilling that direct command from above? And then three is identifying the roadblocks that stand in your way from doing that. So is it fear? Is it self-limiting beliefs? Is it something in your a deep-rooted self like in your subconscious mind that's holding you back from stepping out of your comfort zone so in that case uh yeah seeking guidance to break free from whatever's holding you back and rewire your mindset so you can move forwards in life and live your higher calling with confidence and courage to do so for uh keep celebrating like have fun doing it you gotta have fun like without fun I mean, we've got to have pleasure in leisure and work. So it's this, when you do something you love doing, it doesn't feel like work. Like it, it is work because it, it does take energy, but the energy comes from God. So it's endless. You don't burn out. It's just this everlasting candle burning bright. And it feels really good. And number five would be just to keep on growing and understanding and accepting there is no still stand it's an ongoing journey and it is scary sometimes to take a leap of faith and knowing that uh yeah the security is truly in god it's no it's not in the numbers on your bank account it's not 
in a marriage or in a house. It's actually in something way greater than us that we can't control, but we just surrender to and trust and mm -hmm. receive that abundant flow of energy guiding us. Yeah, and I, now, I think what's the one thing good that God would want you to say talking. that you've not yet said? I love you. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I love you, God. I love you deep. I love everybody. It's such, it's so beautiful to co-create this world together. It's like this whole world is like this canvas and we get to play together to co-create with love, peace and harmony. And we need one another to rise. We need one another to serve our purpose. Just like, you know, I work with people around um, the inner work, mm -hmm. the inner transformations, and they give me purpose. I mean, it gives me joy and to help them. I have so much love to help them. <laughs> but the fact that they need help gives me purpose, and I love that. I'm like, well, thank you for for having the courage to step into who you are, because you're giving me the purpose in helping you get there. And so, and together we rise. And then it's this love, this true love between humans, where we help each other. It's not a, we're moving yeah. away from the win-lose where if I win, then you lose. Mm -hmm. But we're moving into this mm -hmm. win for you, win for me, and win for the earth. Because the earth needs us to wake up to who we are so we can be of service. Mm -hmm. It's written in Genesis like 1.1 or something like, look after this place. Are we actually looking after this place? I mean, mm -hmm. it seems that every system yeah. on this planet is exploiting Mother Earth for money. Uh, every profit ever made is stealing from future generations and we need to wake up to who we truly are and are calling so we can give back so there is a continuity of our species on this earth so there's more people who can experience this life of love and peace and joy and togetherness and fears and challenges mm -hmm. and growth having this human experience is amazing mm -hmm. even though sometimes it's so hard and it hurts and it burns but it's still worth it because on the other side of that there's joy, there's love, there's gratitude, there's all these highs and lows and it's okay to have it all and it's fine. Mm -hmm. But then if we're not waking up to our calling right now and our purpose and what we're here for, then there is no, so there is no continuity of our species. I mean, the earth's going to be fine, you know, it's just going to re re recycle itself, but we're going to be gone. So mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's got nothing spiritual about it. It's just pure science. Um, and maybe it's the end of our species, but even if it is, you know, like I think life gifted us a return ticket of birth and death. And if mm. if we don't leave with that, I mean, we need to find peace now in this lifetime. So we're ready because life is a preparation for death and what comes after, in my opinion. So if you find peace now and fulfillment in what you do, then that feeling goes with you as you leave this earth and you go wherever you have to go. That peace, Absolutely. that love, that experience stays mm -hmm. with you forever. The house burns, the house goes, the car goes, the relationship eventually ends through death, but through death pathways. But that relationship with God, that love, that peace of fulfilling his higher calling and that relationship that grows as you do that, that stays forever and ever mm. and ever and ever after. And you leave. And that was very good. And now <laughs> let's bring it back. So I want you to yeah. now see, and this is different for everyone, by the way, guys, this is still a demonstration, but this is what your soul needed for this, to birth this book. Um, I want you to see now that you are just finished. You've handed that book over. You've, you've done the book. You've handed it over now to that person that really, really needs it, who kind of, um, 
are really struggling and they're actually been they've actually been asking they've actually been praying like god i actually need some help out of my situation right now i can't afford to go on a, a you know a course or anything but i just need i need the words of wisdom through you god i need to know like what i need to do next and you see and now you see that you're handing them this book they're receiving this book and how it makes them feel and i just want you to sit with that feeling and how it's making you feel knowing that now you've helped that person because god has asked you to do something and you've stepped into your calling and you've listened and that person who's been praying for wisdom and guidance and, and said god i need this information and i need it in a way that i can understand it I need it in a way that I can really live it. I need it in a way that's really um, easy for me to follow, that gives me courage and discernment between, you know, what is what is real, what's important and what matters and what is God's versus what is the world's. And how does that make you feel, Deanne? Uh, it makes me feel fulfilled. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I was there to share the love then whatever my experience was if it can help anyone then yes you know okay. by all means and how do you feel about writing your book and gratitude this is about heart. five minutes ago ten minutes ago well i'm and, pumped yeah. so what's that you know i mean share, share what happens <laughs> yeah. to you there because totally. i feel like i don't get to receive the other side of it but I, I hear from what people tell me how it's made them feel when they have an interaction with me it's like they feel well i won't say it but you tell me how you felt in this interaction like to, what it drew out of you Uh, it find I find interesting to uh, be put on the spot and then have this voice, you know, like share my voice, and then yeah, just let it flow, whatever came out, and that was really good. It felt I felt uh, totally alive, and it felt wow. I just I don't know, just good, just felt yeah. right. It just felt. And I didn't know what was going to happen, Special. by the way. I had no I idea what your story was or whether the <laughs> book would be birthed. But that's that's just what you needed in that moment to package up your story in a, in a way that feels good to you. Um, and I, I, from where I'm sitting and I'm hearing and I'm tuning in and I'm just getting to give whatever I'm getting given, I'm just seeing like what happens for people is just is just they step step further into their calling, whatever that means for them. And it's put in a way that you know. You, you come on a call with me, you have no idea what you're going to do and you're going to leave with absolute clarity about what your next steps are. And sometimes you may feel guided to go in other directions, but generally you will come back to the same container of what you started with. Generally, that's what I feel. For for example, someone's book I was guided to write, mm -hmm. they had put it out there Amazing. in the universe. Like I need someone to help me with this book. Um, I knew the subject was running. It's, it's on Amazon and it's Supernatural Runner. Um, my old client Adam Sheldrake we wrote this book together and I didn't know what it would be about but you know when you when, when we he said yes I'm ready I'm going to make a payment I'm going to do a deposit etc and we sat down together it just came through for that person that what they needed to birth otherwise I had no idea what on earth we would be writing this about they had no idea they had some ideas about what they wanted but as soon as it happened I felt really strongly I, I just received the words I was like this is what this is about this is what we're going to write about and it, and it meant something to them too, right? But the point isn't actually what it meant to them. To be all, to be completely honest with you, the point is is what it would have, what it would do for others. And that's what you're seeing there with the book. It's it's actually going to change lives. Mm. Wow. Okay. When well, you're ready, um, I'm here. I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. Thank you. I look forward to it. Amazing. Okay. Cool. 
Well, thank you so, 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 so much for coming on today and uh, bringing my podcast back um, to fruition. Um, yeah, it's just such a beautiful story you've shared and uh, I feel like it will inspire lots of people. If you're sitting wherever you are now, in the bathtub, in the car, going for a hike, whatever you're doing, um, yeah, yes. thank you for listening. Thanks for being there and giving us a purpose as well to share our story, for you to listen. And this is, this is, yeah, this is the beauty of how we're there for one another. Some are speaking, some are listening, and then it, things turn and then it's your time to speak and you listen. It's this continuous mm -hmm. cycle of helping each other grow into who we truly are and what we're here for and fulfilling God's will in this lifetime. So it's a beautiful transformative mission we're in as we, build a bridge between what was Absolutely. and what is Amen to be to that. Um, thank you so much for having me and again thank you everyone i thought that was so well said mm, and really yeah. beautiful <laughs> thank you all for listening really really grateful mm -hmm. i look forward to it thank you and i hope i see you on the next show <laughs> thank you for listening if you like this episode then please leave a five-star review on iTunes. Also, I would like to gift you a free 15-minute consultation over the phone. Please visit my website, fullyupodcast.com and message me to book it in today.